Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. Alrighty, folks, we are ALIV Alive and kicking here with another episode of Time Blaster Toycast. I'm Dave at Matthew Priest on social media. And we have another topic that you guys have been enthralled in with us so far. We've talked about the Series 1, we've talked about the Series 2, and today we're coming at you with Series 3 Hasbros. But before we get too deep into that, let me introduce to your hosts of Episode 4 here of the Time Blaster Toy Cast. So, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you today by way of the Time Blaster Toys, I have no energy to do the full-on podcast I did last week for you, so let us know how that one goes. I would appreciate the feedback, but I've got Time Blaster Toys. Keith here, uh, we're talking Hasbro's, his favorite thing to talk about. We've got at the Retro KO, Joe here as well. Joe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you first, because we know Keith's going to talk for 10 straight minutes about these Hasbros, so Joe, I'm going to give That's you a right. chance to get some in. Uh, what, are, what are your some memories of Series 3 Hasbros here right off the bat? All right, there's only one memory that, that takes precedence over everything else with Series 3, and that is little Joey finally getting his Hulk Hogan WWF Hasbro figure. Took that LJN and threw that Dude, thing. That LJN went... Right in the garbage can. I think, Get out of here. <laughs> I think it went up on my dresser right next to the lamp, and that's where it sat for years. So for quick recap, folks, episode one, the first episode of the Time Blaster Toy Cast, go back and listen to how Joe, his mother was just this cruel, cruel individual, <laughs> and she would not let Joe get a new Hulk Hogan Hasbro toy, and she forced him to play with his LJN. It's a sad, sad story. It, it, it is. is. Tragic go back and, tale. Go back and listen to episode one if you haven't checked it out. Check out episode three, which was on series two of the Hasbros, where Joe has further elaboration on that Hulk Hogan, but here we are. Series three, he's got a new Hogan, and Joe, you got it. I got, got it, it, brother. I brother, got brother. It. What'd you do once you got him? How many leg drops did he, did he drop? Dude, Hogan was instantly the top guy. I'm pretty sure I had a match that day. And he won the title. He went over. Yeah, for he sure. went over. It was it was money. I mean, uh, what a Hogan to have, though, right? Dude, it's the perfect Hogan. It's my favorite Hasbro Hogan by far. It, I mean, he's got the he's got the accurate orange skin tone. Yeah, dude, he's the tan big, is on big point. and jacked. Got the bandana covering his balding head. I mean, yep. that is the best Hasbro Hogan for sure. What yes. makes him different from the other two? Uh, the pose. So yeah. What was the first yeah. pose? Was the bear hug? It was the press. The yeah, press. The gorilla press slams that first Hogan. He's kind of, kind of thin, right? He's like he's not little, as beefy yeah, yeah. as he should be. That, that chest first isn't one. barely enough. Yeah, he's got the Hulk rules shirt on, and then the second one, he's like super jacked, humongous. But he's got the bear hug pose, which yeah. nobody likes. Nope. And then here we go, Hogan three. He's got the what? I don't. He's got the action kind of like a wind up punch, right? It's I not both so. arms. We're looking. We're checking. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah he's got the one arm that. He lift and drops. But yeah, he's, you know, he's accurately built. He's got a nice good pose. Looks like he's uh he's got his new 
91 accurate Hulk rule shirt on. Yep. Great figure, that Hogan. Yeah, the best of the bunch so far, I would have to agree. I did have that Hogan. Um, I do remember playing that with that one. Now that I visibly so, see it, that's the one. So, I what was the, the full story? Like, where'd you get it? How'd you get it? Well, you well, want like, to dive into it right yeah, off the bat? I mean, yeah, yeah. We All can right. run down the series in a minute. <laughs> you know, we've the, been waiting weeks to hear. Our this. audience in Russia wants the payoff. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. So. Um, so it all starts with my uncle. So on my mom's side, her brother, he had a house here in Michigan and he also had a house in Florida. Um, so he would stay, you know, in Florida during the winter here in Michigan. Okay. So he would always be in Florida, you know, when my birthday rolled around. So every, um, summer when he would come up to Michigan, he would take me to Toys R Us or, okay. or wherever. And he let me pick out pretty much whatever I want. Uh, he was a very wealthy man, obviously. Sounds like a great guy. Um, so he took me to Toys R Us and I think I got three or four things and, you remember those giant Ninja Turtle stuffed animals that were like four feet tall? Four feet tall? They were like the size of us. Yeah, they were huge. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I got the Raphael of that. Wow. I got um, the sewer layer. Dude, your uncle was loaded. Dude, he was loaded. I got the sewer layer, and I got Series 3 Hasbro Hogan. Oh, so it wasn't even your mom. It It wasn't even my mom. It was the uncle who came through. Was your mom with you guys? No, no, no. It was just me and him. Dang, good old uncle. And I might have got something else, but I can't remember exactly what it was. So um, is this the Toys R Us in Southgate on Eureka Road? This is the Road? Southgate Toys yeah, R Us. the OG Toys R Us. And man, that day, it was a magical day. Wow. And I ripped that Hogan open in the car. I remember that. And yeah, that was it, man. So I'm a psychopath, and I can, just based on what you're telling me, we're talking spring, summer, 92. Probably summer. Yeah, summer. Summer, 92. It would have been summer. It's 1992. So how old are you? Nine? Uh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, because these figures... Um, they're 1992. So series one came out spring 90, series yep. two, spring 91, series three, spring 1992. And this is uh, one of the last sets. So series four will be next. We'll talk about that was the final set where uh, it was the days of like not even knowing they existed until you saw them in the stores. Because mm-hmm. after that, uh, once we get to series five on, there's print ads in all the WF magazines. So you know these figures are coming. But this is still of the time where you didn't know, man, until you just walked in a store one day and, holy cow, Typhoon <laughs> is staring me in the eyes on a peg, and right. I had no idea this figure existed. So Spring 92 for me, my story of how you know finding these guys for the first time, not Toys R Us for me. Going back to my favorite toy store, Children's Palace, Southgate, mm. Michigan. This, would, this, is a, this is a sad part of the story, though, because this was the last time I ever found a toy at children's palace because they that store in southgate went out of business probably a month or two after these figures came out that it closed in like the spring of 92 or maybe summer 92 so yeah walking in walking into children's palace spring 1992 go over to the wrestling figure section you know just seeing what's out i already have everything but like i said dude typhoon he's here start moving the figure move typhoon who's behind earthquake oh go a couple pegs down greg the hammer valentine so I find Hammer, I find Typhoon, I find Earthquake, I find Sergeant Slaughter that day, and I find the much superior Brutus the Barber Beefcake in the zebra pants. His shears in Series 3 are a little different. They have black handles instead of red. Find these five figures and, you know, bought them immediately. And, you know, I was like, dude, new set, new series, time to go hardcore and collect all these guys. Right. 
This beefcake got away from me. He, I never had this beefcake. Always wanted him. I never got this one. I always he's just had pretty the rare, honestly. As far as Hasbro's go, he's he's pretty rare. He's worth like on an American card. That figure sells for hundreds of dollars. He's yep. he's one of the wow. hardest figures to get. Yeah, outside yeah. of like the green cards at the end. Yeah, so he's got the zebra black and white pants with like orange design on the. Like, yeah, he's cool looking. I have the wrong scissors in his hands. Those but, are the series the one black scissors. Gloves, different different action. Doesn't have the finger cut pose. I mean, yeah, that's a sweet beat. It is so it's, much better. I've never. Than that I don't think I've ever seen it in person. Actually, like, yeah, it's a cool figure. But but by the time mesmerized. it came out, Spring '92, Brutus is freaking long gone. Yeah, parasailing accident. Yeah, yeah. Like, was he? I guess he was hosting the barbershop. Yeah, because I'm picturing when Sid. Destroys the barbershop and then lead up to WrestleMania 8. So, yeah. that, so Brutus is at least on TV when that figure comes out. But yeah, Series 3 is a good one, man. So you've got those, uh, what I say? I said five. Hammer, Earthquake, Typhoon, Brutus, and uh, Sarge. So those, you know, those five come out, and you know they're all uniquely cool. I guess we should maybe touch on them all pretty quick. So I actually have a quick Children's Palace story as well, because oh, that guy, dude, I'm I'm here for so it. Like, any I, Children's Palace story. I mean, my, the last thing I bought at Children's Palace was actually a San Jose Sharks hockey jersey. It was not a Hasbro. Okay, wait. Uh, so what year were the Sharks an expansion team? Let's make uh, sure all they this came checks in. Out. They, they came in the league in '92. Oh, so it checks yeah, out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was thinking Children's Palace closed. They were in selling jerseys there. Yeah, it was like wow. the Sharks. Sharks were. I mean, this shit was everywhere. No, man. yeah, sharks were. Yeah, yeah, it was brand new team. I mean, the expand. We could talk. I mean, I could talk expansion of the. Yeah, NHL. this isn't a hockey podcast, Dave. <laughs> Get so, back on subject. The first two guys I got at children. This is the first time, like as you've heard in the previous episodes, I don't have like memories of actually where I got them, but I do remember getting two two guys at Children Palace. The first two guys I got in the series, um, and I was like, oh my god, cause, like this is the best toy store ever, and it was going out of business, but it was Sergeant Slaughter. Okay. And Mr. Perfect. Ooh, nice. The goat. Was it going out of business when you were there? I don't know for sure. I can't remember that fact, but I do remember like being there and just like like we went there because it was like my it was like the cheaper Toy Store than Toys oh, R Us. Okay. It's like what it was to me as the kid, but I thought it was way better than Toys R Us. Yeah. Well, you know, in ninety two and you're a kid and like like I said, we lived in southwest Detroit, so like Children's Palace is in Southgate, it's not necessarily close to our house. I didn't go there all the time, you know. In my mind, I was always there, but realistically, it was probably every you know couple months we would go. So it's like I'm there buying these figures, finding all this new stuff, and then I think the next time we went was the last time we went. And like you show up and you're like, "What's going on here? The store's half empty." And then they like you hear they like the people talking, "Oh, we're going out of business," and I'm like, "What is?" And then you know, then it sits dormant for a year or two, and then Best Buy takes the spot yep. over. I still hate Best Buy to this day. <laughs> no, no rightful reason. Rascal. Just because it took my children. Well, also, Best. Right. You're not going to buy a Hasbro figure at Best Buy. No, so. you're not. So I had Slaughter and Perfect as my first two. Joe, you got your Hogan. Got who, my who, Hogan. Was Hogan your first? From Hogan this was set? was the first from this set. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I got a, another one on that famous trip with my uncle, but I can't pinpoint who it was. Yeah. It, it could have been Perfect. I know I had Mister Perfect. He was one that I really wanted. Yeah, these figures in this set, you know, they're Earthquake and Typhoon are two cool figures. I mean, they share yeah, they the are. same, it's the same body. Yep. But the coolest thing about Earthquake and Typhoon is like a lot, you know, are these the first Hasbros where like their legs move and you can like have them sit? I believe so. I think so. they are, yeah. right? Yeah. The first two sets didn't, didn't have, have anybody. No, because the, you know, the big dudes like Akeem and Andre, <clears throat> they didn't have the ability to sit. Nope. You know, and that's because Earthquake's finisher is sitting on a dude. Right. Yep. 
So, like, you can do a lot of stuff with this Earthquake yeah. figure. Great figures. Game-changing. And, you know, you look at it now, and you just look at this figure, and it's just like this big dude, balding hair, bearded <laughs> guy. You're just like, this, if you're not a wrestling fan, like, this guy Giant is... Giant of a man. <laughs> just a great, great toy, but... Man, I don't know, dude. I love Earthquake. You want a figure earthquake. that looks like your dad or your uncle or your grandpa, you go with the Earthquake. You really do. Like, yeah. yeah. You take, you go, hey, Dad, this is what you'd look like in a women's <laughs> bathing suit. And you bring the Earthquake on. You get the Typhoon. And your uncles. Your right. drunkles right there. Your drunkles. And, yeah, dude. Uh, they go perfect together, too. I know. They were great toys to play with. I was a big fan of the natural disasters. Yeah. Um, again, talked about Honky Tonk a couple episodes ago. And, you know, here we are with the natural disasters. Could have used a little Jimmy Hart. Could have used a little oh, Jimmy Hart. Well, did you but, see Mattel's new re- uh, retro? The retro? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, they're making the Jimmy Hart. The yeah. new four-pack is uh, Jimmy Hart. Anvil and Brett as Heart Foundation. Ooh, you the got Anvil it. looks cool. The Brett looks awful. Dude, they, why do they do Holt my Holt. man like that? Why do they do him yeah, so that bad? that Brett figure looks rough. But well, we're not talking. We're you not. could put that Jimmy Hart with these figures, man. I'm telling you. I love, but, but love me some Jimmy Hart. Brett, my, yeah. Brett, my all-time favorite. Yeah, Anvil, my all-time favorite. They're not in this series. They're this not, is series nope. three. We got the Tugboat, man, Typhoon. There was no Tugboat figure, right? That's a whole... Yeah. We can talk about that later. I mean, this okay. figure, when it was originally planned, was going to be Tugboat. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. going to save that for the end? Yeah, we can talk about that at the end. Oh, do we want to wait for Okay, the end? fine. Let's, <laughs> talk Let's about do it. it. So, you know, and it took years for this information to come out. Again, I, I feel like I say this every episode. I mean, like, probably, what, 20, 25 years before? Oh, at least, Because yeah. it was always kind of like rumors and, you know... The timeline, you you look at these figures, you know, what do they look like? What are they wearing? It's always based on, like, the prior year. In the case of this Coco figure, which we'll talk about later, like, that's, like, four years dated, that look. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, this checks out where it's like, man, it really seems like it should be Tugboat that is in this set and not Typhoon. Um, but, yeah, only in the last few years was the two-up uncovered, which is, you know. So when these figures are originally sculpted, they're twice the size. They're huge, you know, like imagine this twice as big. It ends up being, you know, it's like yay tall. I don't know how big this is in, in inches. It's probably like 12 inches tall. Okay, so yeah. it's, you know, and it's like a resin sculpt, this big giant thing, and then it, they scale it down to make the toy. So someone found a tugboat one. Oh, wow. And, you know, people thought it was fake. They were calling the guy a liar, and eventually it gets in, in the hands of someone that, was it Cardona that buys it? I, I don't think know. it was Cardona. Some, yeah. Someone ends up proving this thing's legitimate and real. Um, so... Well, that's another one that Mattel's making in the next set. They're making a tugboat. tugboat. So finally, you're going to be able to have a finally. Hasbro, Hasbro Uncle tugboat. Fred. Uncle Fred deserves a tugboat. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the tale of the tugboat. It what, it exists. Uh, he was going to have the punching action, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. like the, the straight uh, punch. Yeah. Yeah. Also a different, so yeah, it's not to- the same mold. No, totally, totally different. Different head because he's got the hat was sculpted on his head. Okay. Yep. He kind of had legs that looked like big boss man legs with Makes the pants. Sense. Had, yeah. And then he had the punch. But yeah, you know, along the way, tugboat goes. Uh, it doesn't turn into chic tugboat. No, we no won't bring <laughs> we won't bring that up. He turns into typhoon, and then it's easy. You know, just you know, give him earthquake's body, take the hat off his head, throw him out there, and you got yourself a typhoon. Ironically, tugboat a better flipper than than earthquake. Really, man, yeah. I don't. Typhoon had quite the run in, in my Fed. As, as he was right up there, battling demolition, smashed in a lot of main events. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good flipper. Um, but uh, yeah, Natural Disasters, is that the only tag team in this series? Is the Natural Disasters where they sold as a tag team? Or yeah, tag no, team it's the only tag team. And I guess, yeah, well, no, you got Series 1 Demolition were sold separately. So I was going to say it was the first tag team sold individually, but that's not true. Um, yeah, so they're the only tag team in this set. 
they were the first ones, you know, in the first five I found with Brutus and with Sarge. We kind of touched on Sergeant Slaughter. He's got the molded hat on his head. He's got the finger point. You know, pretty cool, pretty cool figure. I personally was, you know, I was never into G.I. Joe's, oh, not yeah. into like military army stuff. So to me, I did not really give a crap about Sergeant Slaughter ever. So he's there. He he's looks cool. okay. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was going to say he's cool. I, I wasn't a G.I. Joe, so, I mean, the Sergeant Slaughter was a cool figure. i also a big G.I. Joe fan, but yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, like, so weird wrestling story here. Sergeant Slaughter was one of the wrestlers I knew before, like, being a, a WWE fan, like, WWF fan, and a, a WrestleMania 4 is my earliest wrestling memory, but I knew who Sergeant Slaughter was. Right, yeah. And I, th- I think my uncle had, like, a tape, and it was, like, Sergeant Slaughter was wrestling like on this tape so as a kid i always thought sergeant slaughter was like cool he was like one of the first wrestlers i knew then the gi joe tie-in then he was here on tv then he was the was this iraqi sympathizer era right around that time uh this is before i think he turned or after he turned it's technically it's depicting him before yeah yeah drill sergeant slaughter but like he's just i love i love sergeant slaughter i as a kid i hated him as a wrestler but yeah. like as a little little kid he was like so cool to me then when i was like this age 1991 92 i hated him he was he sucked as an adult when i first got was becoming a wrestler i studied some sergeant slaughter old rob remus turnbuckles and he was a hell of a worker and um one of my favorite figures in this series because you know you could do the big elbow drops and yeah. you kind of could use him as a manager as we've alluded to with previous episodes but i like i loved this figure because it was cool. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool figure. Sarge, I mean, and he's definitely toyetic, which we've talked yes. about. Like, you know, Sergeant Slaughter is an action figure in, you know what I mean? Like, yes. in every sense of the word. So, Household name. Yeah, really. You know, yeah. super cool figure. Um, and then, you know, you got Greg the Hammer Valentine, which we talked about before, you know, the, that the Rhythm and Blues version was going to come out. It doesn't. So now you got Hammer in his traditional look. You know, he's got the black trunks, the yellow boots. He's got the shin guard on. I like this hammer figure. It's Love basic, it. you know what I mean? But I, I really like this figure. He's one of my favorites. I think the face sculpt is really good on hammer. Oh, it looks exactly yeah, like, like it. People might knock these figures sometimes, but these sculpts are so good. And ironically enough, as we're in Time Blaster Toys, Greg the Hammer Valentine is wrestling the Ultimate yeah. Warrior oh, on, God. on this television Everyone episode. say a prayer for hammer. And uh, <laughs> we have a warrior in this series, too, that we'll get to. But I want to talk about hammer. Hammer was, I liked Greg the Hammer Valentine as a kid. I mean, always stuck with him. I liked guy. I was like a weird kid with the guys I liked, but nonetheless, I was excited. And this was obviously like him feuding with Rugged Ronnie Garvin with the shin guard based off of, uh, based off that era hammer, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, it's just classic. Close your eyes, picture Greg the Hammer Valentine. Right. That's it, right there. Yeah, it, That's it's it. it's it's awesome. I love the figure. I like to play with him. His LJN was one of my favorites, and it's a similar pose to his LJN. It is, uh, man. Hammer, hammers had. They did hammer good, man. He had yeah. some nice figures. Hammer's LJN was perfect body slamming pose, dropping elbows, yep. throw Close throw line. a nice, a mean left-handed lariat. Like yeah. that hammer figure was sweet. And you can do the same thing with this one here. Good body slam pose, drop an elbow. Yeah, but it's a right arm lariat with this one, which yeah. is actually what his action is, right? Is a clothesline action. Right. Yep. Hammer Much like Big Boss line. Man, who actually. Yep. We messed up. I messed up. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> That was I was saying, man, like series two and series three in my mind is just one giant series of like thirty figures. Yeah. Cause I originally thought Mr. Perfect was in series two. Then I think thought I had it right. And we're talking about Boss Man last last episode. And he's techni- he's really series three. He should be in this series. Um so yeah, you know, I find those five figures 
on the shelves at Children's Palace, and you know it's the same story as the last two podcasts. You know, you flip the card back over and you see who's coming, who's in this set, and this set has some doubles. You know, you get your third Hogan, you get your third Warrior, you get your third Macho Man. So those to me weren't that interesting, but there were three other dudes on that card back that I didn't have yet, and it was Coco Beware, Texas Tornado, and Mr. Perfect. And dude, I wanted that Mr. Perfect figure so bad. It's such a bad figure. Yeah, this one of my first figures was Mr. Perfect out of this series. I remember him and Slaughter getting them, and yeah, it was awesome to add Mr. Perfect to the collection. Joe, you've elaborated many times on here that Mr. Perfect, one of your all-time favorites. Oh, he's definitely in my top three of all time. Yes. So getting this figure, what I mean, with him and Hogan, like your main of all, you had a whole new main event, dude. For real, it was a whole different show now. Yeah, that Mr. Perfect figure. It could go down as one of my all-time favorite Hasbro's out of everything. Yeah, dude, he was yeah. like my top guy once I had him. I was waiting like some my earliest memories of wrestling. I remember, so it's like nineteen. It's got to be like February nineteen eighty nine or March nineteen eighty nine, where I like got into wrestling. Watch, like my uncle's watching it on TV. He was trying to get me to watch it for like a year. Like Keithy, watch this with me. I'm like, ah, I'm not interested. And then one day, finally, it clicks, and I like sit down and I watch it with him. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! Right. And I end up getting like Royal Rumble '89 on VHS. I'm watching that. Big John Stud wins. So it had to be like maybe a week or two before WrestleMania Five that I like. Okay, I like wrestling. I start watching, and WrestleMania Five was like the first pay per view where I was, you know, all in watching it. You know, and, you know, it's a long show and there's lots of matches, but in the middle of the card, WrestleMania 5, you got this blue blazer guy coming out doing flips and a mask looking cool. And his opponent is this guy, tan, jacked, the like nicest blonde, had a blonde hair. It's not really technically a mullet like everyone else, wearing a neon green singlet, just looking so great. Then he gets in the ring and has like a five minute banger with blue blazer. And I'm like, this guy is awesome and i was all in after that like mr perfect i love that guy and even when you're like seven or eight years old you're watching it you're like this guy is just so good at everything he does he makes everybody look great and everything he does then you're watching vignettes watching him throw a football 90 yards and catching it at the other end (laughs) watching him doing diving watching him uh, hit home runs with wade boggs you're like this guy is the best he was a real life superhero. So yeah, to me, Mr. Perfect was the man. Like I, when Hogan, when Perfect was feuding with Hogan, I was, oh my god, yeah. I was praying like, let this guy win a match, please. You know, he throws him out last at Royal Rumble. Is that 91, 90? Yep, 91. I was 91, angry. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted this figure bad, and I remember getting him for Easter, nineteen ninety two. My grandma comes over with a little Easter basket. It's like throw the candy aside, get all this crap out of the way. <laughs> Where's the Hasbro's? Here's the big boy. Open it up, Mr. Perfect. I like did a backflip that day. I was so happy. And, and in traditional Hasbro fashion, so far he doesn't have wrist tape. He at least wasn't molded to have wrist tape. Right. No True. Wrist tape. He's yeah, not it suffering kind of from did always man. bother me because I'm like, if this guy had wrist tape, he would be he would be perfect. He would be, he perfect. Would be absolutely perfect. No pun intended. Does uh yellow singlet? Does he have the black? No, nope, it's no. just all yellow. It's just an all That's yellow great. singlet. So yeah, with a couple flaws. But he realizes action, right? Like, do you? I was just about to ask, what was his action? Okay, so he's got the arm. It kind of looks like you know, like it would he do like a big punch. But really, the point of the action is you hook the head. Yeah. Well, boss man's not a good one. I got to get a guy with a bunch of hair. 
you hook the head like hammer, you get it in there real nice and tight, then you roll the arm like this, then you do this, and it's like he's doing a perfect plex. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's the action. You learned that from the commercial or the card back? I don't know where I learned that, but, I mean, it's like he's doing the perfect plex right there, and it's pretty great. Perfect action for a absolutely perfect figure. We're talking sculpt, man. Look at this thing. Dude, it's, it's just like spot the on. It's great. Yeah, great face. Great, great, great figure. Unfortunately, not a great flipper. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Mr. Perfect, to me, a guy that goes synonymous with Mr. Perfect, uh, an intercontinental championship foe of his. Boo. Texas <laughs> Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Boo. Both feet fully intact here inside the boots. For I little, hated this guy. Well, Texas Tornado. He looks like he's he ready to show, bench He just press. shows up and gets to beat Mr. Perfect. You're like, where'd you come from? And why are you beating Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam? Get out of here. I never liked this guy. <laughs> but you wanted his toy. Sure, because I had to have them all. And he's got the perfect action because his finish is the twisting tornado punch. Yep. So they come up with this cool way. You twist his body around, and he, I mean, like, his action is his finishing move, like, perfectly. So, yeah, I had to have him for sure. Once I had perfect, um, you know, on the card back, you're just like, it's down to Tornado and Coco for me. Those, I, I had to find them. They were the last two I wanted. And uh, I know it was uh, Taylor, Michigan, Target, still there. Yep. That's like one of the only stores still standing all these years later that I actually bought WWF Hasbro's inside. Yep. Um, so, beautiful yeah. thing. Let's Isn't take it a beautiful thing? Yeah. I, like, I like to just, when I'm there, I just, I'm like, man, I remember walking in here yeah. and buying Texas Tornado, Mint on Card, <laughs> Spring 92. This store's still here. I love it. There's not many of them left. You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, my almost master finish Hogan guaranteed. Hogan slams him again. Match Andre the Giant oh. against the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. So, yeah, Tornado's a cool figure. It's got the awesome action. That's, you know, that's a new action. Actually, yeah, we didn't really talk about, like, the... You know, you got Earthquake and Typhoon. These are new actions in Series 3. Mr. Perfect, this is a new action. No figure had an action like this prior to him. Tornado's a new action with the twisting punch. So Hasbro, they were still going for it, man, like making new sculpts, making new actions here in Series 3. Joe, you just had the tornado there, man, in, his, in your hands. What was your thoughts on Kerry Von Erich, the Texas Tornado? Modern-day warrior. Man, Texas Tornado was great. Um, I mean, yeah, you had to hate him because he was beating up on your guy, Kurt, but it's an awesome figure. And that face sculpt, I mean, we, we've talked about the face sculpts a lot, but this is, it's so good. Yeah, Hasbro. It's so good. So many of the figures in this set, you know, Hammer looks great. Earthquake looks great. It's Perfect crazy. looks great. Tornado looks great. The natural disasters. Yeah, the fact that the, they were doing this with right. no like live scan technology, just yeah, by hand sculpting these faces is amazing. Yeah. So how did they do that? They just have like a eight by ten and a and a man with probably a, a knife a, in his hand yeah. or a lady with a knife in their hand. A lot of shots from different angles of their heads. Yeah. Yeah, you know those have, have come up over the years. I don't know what the technical name is. You, have you ever seen them, Joe? Like the like those little slides, the little cell slides. Yeah, like yeah. little cell slides or like images. I don't know. I guess you'd put them in a microscope or some machine or something. Some kind of you know, like picture like film strip. 
right? It's like yeah. a film strip, and it'd have images, promo shots, in-ring shots of like yeah. the certain characters. So when they were designing the figures, and you know, they knew how to sculpt them, and then how to eventually like paint the gear and things like that. So yeah. those exist. Uh, for all these figures, and there's actually some that have been found of the Beverly Brothers. You ever seen those? No, I Where haven't. it's like, wow, at some point they were thinking about making Beverly Brothers wow, figures. That's awesome. Bo wow. and Blake, baby, because those things exist. That would be cool. They never got made. They never that's got sad. even drawn up or sculpted. But those little promo shots exist. Yeah, Wayne Bloom's boy is uh, he's under contract right now. He is. Yeah. yeah how about that, Beverly Brothers. God. Yeah. I would have loved me some Beverly Brothers. Yeah. 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 What series would they have been? A much later one. They would have been probably like 92 tag teams because the 92 tag teams, which we'll talk about in Series 4, um, is just Legion of Doom and Nasty Boys. Okay. Yeah. Whereas Series 1, there out. was three teams. Yeah. Technically, would have been four. So you're thinking, yeah, they probably would have made. But yeah, you know, once you think about it, you're like, Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake Beverly, two dudes in purple pants, not much, like that's a hard sell. And that's probably what, you know, they're probably like, eh, maybe we don't make these yeah. guys. Which, speaking of the Beverly Brothers, the next figure I want to talk about, we're gonna. I, there's a guy I want to get to last, but the next thing I want to talk about, he's really, he, in, this particular figure. When I played with him, he uh, would have been a manager of the of the Beverly Brothers because I already had a Macho Man, Randy Savage. I had a Macho King. Yeah. Now I've got another Macho Man. Who's he gonna be? He's gonna be the freaking genius. He's Lanny Poffo for me and my fig. Fag. Okay, leaping Lanny. But yeah. it's another Macho Man figure in this set. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this figure. <laughs> to this day, I don't have this figure. I just brought my Macho yeah. King to kind of fill the void because the Macho Man 3 is that figure. Macho King, exactly the same. No crown, no scepter. The only difference is on his butt, it says Macho Man. This, yep. The one we're looking at says Macho King. So there's a figure out here just like that says Macho Man on his butt. That's Macho Man number three. Kind of hard to find because a lot of people didn't buy it because it's literally the exact same figure. Yeah, that's why I never got it. Mi it you know, it's less. It's missing yeah. the accessories. You get less with it. And it's hard to find, like, if you're looking online to want to buy it, like, the seller would have to literally take a picture of his butt to prove, like, this yep. is not Macho King. So I don't have this figure. I don't have Macho Man number three. I didn't even know this figure existed for, geez, probably 10 years after it came out because... With these figures, this is finally at the point in the line where it's like, I already have two Hogans. I already have two Warriors. I already have two Machos. Like, I didn't care anymore about, like, the third version of Hogan. I didn't even want it. Third version of Warrior, I didn't even want it. So once I got my, you know, like I said, Tornado and Coco were the last two. Once I found those, I was done. Never, I wasn't even looking for right. any figures until the new ones were going to come out. So, yeah, never had Macho Man number three, never had Hogan number three for many, many years. Uh, and then same with Warrior. Never saw this Warrior in stores. No, I didn't either. I never had the, the Warrior either, also wearing purple and purple and gold. Um, but, yeah, I never saw him in stores. Uh, he's, you know, he's pretty valuable, too. There was another Warrior with the same pose later, right? No. This no? Is it. Maybe did I have this warrior? There's only three. You got the crappy jumper. You got your guys' favorite, beloved Gorilla Press warrior. Love that warrior. And then you got this warrior, which also new sculpt, new pose. So this warrior, you kind of hold him by the, by the waist or by the head, and when you push him down on the mat, both of his feet go down, which makes both of his arms move forward and backwards. That's the sound of his action. That's enthralling audio right there. <laughs> Cool warrior figure. That that action ends up getting used later. Uh, you got Skinner does this action. Yeah. Giant Gonzalez has that action. Um, pretty cool warrior, but never had it as a kid. 
No, I was happy with my press warrior. Yeah, I never had this yeah. warrior. And and you know what? Now that you mentioned it, I don't know if I had that macho man. I had two macho mans that looked like that. I don't know if the ass said macho man or macho oh, wow. king. Yeah, but I had, you got to think. Um, and they came later. I, and you know what? I might have had the Series 3 macho man before I had macho king. I know macho king was like a rare find yeah. for us. Well, the only difference, you know, is the card art more. I mean, in the fact that he's missing the crown and the scepter. Right. Um, But you got to think this was like a last minute decision oh, yeah. because at the same time these were made remember the little minifigures that hasbro made they're like this big and they came four in a pack remember these days yep. yes and yes they, yep so there was a uh, three four packs and then there was a royal rumble ring that came with six minifigures yep. and all the minifigures are just small versions of these the like exactly exactly the same you know mr perfect's minifigure looks just like this same pose same color scheme and all the figures are identical except the Macho King. The Macho King that comes in the mini Royal Rumble mini ring set is that figure, that pose, but he has on long pants, like green and purple colored pants that look like something Macho would have wore at that time. So you're thinking, like, they were going to repaint this figure to look oh, like that. Yeah. And maybe they ran out of time or money. Probably had to cut costs from all the, all yeah, the new Frankie, the Frankie, new tooling. The, Frankie the Parrot ate up the budget yeah. so that Macho we're just gets re-released. Yeah. Speaking of Frankie the parrot, is he the first? Uh, is he the first animal released by Hasbro? Well, and, yeah. Bro, what about Damien? Oh yeah, Damien yeah. is he's bird. the first bird. First bird. First non-reptile. Yes, but yeah. Coco beware the Birdman. Yeah, cool figure. Very cool like, figure. um, I, you know, I think he was the tornado and Coco is like I might have got him at the same time or maybe like a little bit apart, but I think Coco was the last one I needed. And yeah, once I had him, I was super happy. I mean, super toyetic, awesome colored gear. The fact that he's got Frankie on his arm. I think that's the only reason why I wanted him was to get Frankie. Yeah, awesome. I, I'm pretty sure I, I got him at Target. Yeah, yeah, dude. Maybe we were at the toy aisle. At dude, the same we might have been right next to each other going Buying, through those pegs. Man, I definitely think we were in Children's Palace together. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Coco, beware! I remember having this Coco um, jumper, but his feet were different. A little bit different than the previous jumpers. Is it? I mean, I guess he's kind of he's got the one foot kind of up a little bit. Great drop kick figure. You know what? I don't even mind Coco as a jumper because, dude, I've, you know how many matches I've watched Coco beware hit a drop kick off the top rope and land on his feet? Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you know, it, it checks. It's fine. The look, though, is is wild. Like, to me, that's like Coco beware in 1988. Like, yeah. the way he looks. Absolutely. This figure came out in 92. Coco was like wearing freaking high energy pants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know, prior to that, Coco, when he had the singles run around 1990s, like when the side of his head is like shaved and painted, mm -hmm. like this is super. I don't know what, you know, source material they used to make this figure. Looks like something they would have wore during the LJN days, made as yeah. a Hasbro figure in the 90s. Maybe it was supposed to be part of Series One, and, and for whatever reason, they, they, started with them or series two they'd started yeah. on it and then just was like yeah let's kick the can down the road yeah because i mean yeah. this whole run of hasbro's like from series one to now it's like coco is a bit player at most he's like barely on mm -hmm. tv just you know a little prior to the high energy what was Ho what was coco doing in all of 91 i don't think he was even on tv didn't he get fired at one point that's what i'm yeah. thinking he wasn't even on tv and i'm thinking because it was like a bar fight that got him canned yeah i think i think that might have been I, I don't know for sure this is just me hypothetically and assuming which whatever but based off the gear look like we're talking about here it, it 
takes me right back to Jake the Snake and Coco Beware wrestling each other with Jake with the gear that he has in Zero's One, Coco with this gear. I can picture the match in my head. Don't know what it's from, when it is. But I remember picking picture of that match of them wrestling and their their gear. And that was from, like you said, 88, 89. Yeah. Jake gets made. Coco, I think, got fired. So I, I have a feeling that this was designed to probably come out. And they said, oh, nope, he's gone. Let's just not. Do, let's not let's stop production and then up oh, Coco's back. We'll resume production and yeah. just plug them in series three. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sense, you know, why you'd want Coco to come out. Like to this day, like I'll let I have all these figures at home and I'll let my son play with them. Like he'll ask Dad, "Can we play with the wrestlers?" And he'll bring them out and he has his favorites and like he knows like the Birdman. Like he knows. <laughs> Can I watch a match with the Birdman? Like he knows who Coco Beware is with the Bird. You know, he knows Jake the Snake has a snake. Yeah. And you know that just translate. You you put a flashy colored dude in an action figure package with a parrot on his arm. Dude, that's parrot. cool, man. That's cool for anybody, even if you're not into wrestling. That's toyetic. Yeah. Thirty years later, kids still wanting to play with Hasbro toys with the Birdman, Snake Man, yeah, yep. the Giant Gonzalez, and uh, that's gonna make you proud, proud Papa. Well, just it goes to show uh, how well these figures were made, and just they stand the test of time. As I, as I mentioned last episode, you guys deal with the stress of fatherhood yeah. and the love of figures with action. <laughs> yep, and uh, and that that has to make the moments so much more special. Oh, absolutely! When the two worlds blend together. Yeah, and I mean these toys, they're just timeless to this day you know you, they're fun to play with you get yourself a hasbro ring you get these wrestling figures everyone's got their strategy of how to play i'll watch my son like he'll put you know 30 of these guys in the ring and he just grabs the ring <laughs> he just starts shaking the ring love it and you're just watching guys fly out and the winner is whoever stays in last love it wow it, that's just like classic you battle know, royal yeah yep. And he's got his favorite, Giant Gonzalez. It's his favorite That's guy. Awesome. He's, he th thinks nobody can beat him because he's so big. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and my, my, yeah, my younger brother would do that. Nick would, yeah. would put the, all the guys in the ring and shake it. That was like his battle royal. Yeah, that's how you, that's that's how you awesome figure out who's the winner. That. That's how you get paint rub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I don't know. We'll probably start wrapping it up here pretty soon. But we've touched on all, all the figures, right? We've, we yep, kind of talked yeah. about each guy in the set. You know, really cool set. We didn't talk about Boss Man much. Uh, if you want to hear about Boss yeah. Man, go back two episodes and listen to us inaccurately describe him. And <laughs> still the best Boss Man. He's the best Boss he Man. He has a great figure. He's the skinny big Boss Man. He's got the clothesline action. I loved this figure. He's definitely in my top three. I played with him a ton. I think I also got him at Taylor Target, probably Ooh, around yeah. the time of Coco and Tornado. Taylor Target coming through. Yeah, for sure. We go top three. Yeah, we can yeah, do top let's go three. top three. I want to go last because I'm gonna because there's some poof. This is See, here's the thing. My top two are easy. It's that third one. Oh, okay. It's the third one. You got your three. I Dave? feel like my three and your three are gonna be totally every time they're uh, different. I've got yeah, my yeah. I've 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 got my three. I've got my Our three. Top All right, Dave, lead us off here. Uh, my I mean, my first one, my number one guy is is Typhoon. Um, he not only was a great flipper in my fig fed. But he was um, just cool looking, like I said, a drunkle in a woman's bathing suit. Um, and he was just big, big <laughs> fat guy. I love it. Big Typhoon. Uncle Fred. Bit fan of that figure. Uh, Greg Valentine. I was a fan of Greg the Hammer Valentine. He's going to be a number two guy for me. Great pose. We, we elaborated on that. Um, and my number three guy in this set has to be Mr. Perfect. Um, he was with him and Slaughter were the first two I got. I was just debating in my head, like, do I go Slaughter or Perfect? But I played with Perfect more than Slaughter. He was more playable. 
uh, than Slaughter. Slaughter to me is a cooler looking figure, but Perfect will be my number three. Where is Sarge? He's over here. Oh, Sarge is really good at pointing at you and, and telling you the business, you know? All right, Joe, what's your three? Hold All on. Right. So Typhoon, Hammer, Perfect. Yeah, what, what a right. three. All right, Joe, All right. what do you got? So number one, I got to go Hogan, right? Like I have to go Hogan. Um, it was so long before I finally got him. It's just an awesome figure. So Hogan's number one. Purely for nostalgia, I'd have to say. Number two is perfect. Okay. It, I mean, it's the perfect Hasbro. And, man, this third spot is hard. It's between two, and I might have to give the edge to Brutus. Wow, Brother Brutus. Brutus. I love the gear. I love the pose. Yeah, it's just great. Okay, okay. All right, here we go. Top three. Without a doubt, number one, Mr. Perfect. Hands down. Great, great figure. Yep. You know, the second perfect we'll talk about later in the blue singlet. He has yeah. wrist tape this time. That but was, That was my favorite perfect. I still, I think I like this one more. Yeah, I'm Just, with you on that. I think I like this one more. So he's number one. Number two is going to be Earthquake. Okay. Awesome figure. Love it. The fact that he can sit. The fact that yeah. he can sit on Damien and just, you know, yep. kill him in the middle of the ring. <laughs> Love Earthquake. Cool action. I played with this figure a ton. Uh, you go back and watch Earthquake matches, you're like, what a pro. This oh, guy so was good. So, good. Good. so good. So strong, so agile. Like He could do everything, man. If that guy came around now, he wouldn't get on TV because he's balding and huge. But yeah. what a worker. Awesome guy. So he's two. And then number three is going to be... I think I'm going boss man. Ooh, okay. I think I'm going boss. I did not I, see boss man coming. I love big boss man again. One of my favorite wrestlers ever. Yep. This figure way better than boss man one. He can you know slide under the ring post and just do so many cool things. <laughs> Sit on guys. He can go onto the bottom rope at, at the start of the yeah. match. And man, I love big boss man. So yeah, perfect earthquake boss man. What a trio. Perfect makes all our lists. What a series. Yeah, really For good real. series. Yeah. Overall, yeah. You can't go wrong picking any of these guys. Quick question. Um, did any of you guys meet anyone from this series? Oh, man. In my all my travels, all my days. Um, you'd think like I would have ran into Coco like a million times because he yeah. was on a million indie shows, but no. Um, I don't think so. I know Dave's got a hammer story. Oh, Sarge, yeah. lay it on us, Dave. I, I actually I wasn't going to go into the hammer story. This was actually a transitional point that blew up in my face. Well, now we got to hear the hammer story. Uh, we don't need to hear the hammer story. <laughs> uh, no, I I have. Oh, Brutus, maybe? I've had to have been on shows I've with Brutus, Brutus at some point. I've met Brutus and Hammer. Yeah, no, I don't have any like great Marty Janetti on the couch stories this time. <laughs> even None though, of these guys. We never booked any of these dudes for Clash. Even None though of these guys. Even though Uncle Fred follows me on the Instagram. Um, now we know why he's your number one pick. All right. I'm a big fan of Uncle Fred. No, I've got a hammer story. i got a beefcake story. I don't think I'm going to get into them, but I was actually seeing Yeah, it. save them for another I was going to try to get into uh, a transition here to see if anybody met these guys specifically at, like, a, a Gibraltar Trade Center or oh, a place oh, where... I, didn't where even, I was thinking, like, in a locker room at a show. You yeah, just mean in general. Just meeting him in just general. Just at some kind of random any, signing. Any signing. Oh, yeah, you guys okay. meet these guys at any signing. Now, I, now I'm thinking about it differently, but the answer's still no. Yeah, I don't think I did, no. <laughs> no, none of these guys. Oh. I, w- I wish, for real. I don't well, what do you guys think about Gibraltar Trade Center uh, oh, well, trade shows? I, I'm really excited. To, yeah, we were trying to think of, like, okay, we know what we want to talk about next, but what do you call it? You yeah. Know, what's that like search term keyword title of a podcast for the next one? So the next one we're gonna talk like 1990s sports cards and collectibles trade show. Yeah. Joe, trade Joe will find a way to make that make sense. But you know, we all grew up where there was some giant 
trade center where you went and you know you ate pizza and you bought bootleg wwf shirts <laughs> yes. and you met like you know some baseball hall of famer from 1960 and he signed a ball for you and you had no idea who he and was you were buying yeah. starting lineups and collecting them and we're going to talk about like all that into a podcast there's a good chance you could have met coco beware and greg valentine and mr you could have met any of these guys there yeah. but for whatever reason it didn't line up for no. uh, i met bobby the brain there Ooh, bobby that was, the brain. that was pretty great yeah ddp so many. I could name transition blew up in my face. I'm yeah. disappointed by it. I thought it was I thought I had a kick ass transition. <laughs> yeah, next time. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep working on that. Yeah. Nineteen nineties gonna be some good stories there. There's a little nostalgia of the nineties sports cards. Uh Joe, yes. we, we, what do we got? Uh, what do we got to wrap up here? You got any closing thoughts or comments on Hasbro Series Three or next week's podcast? Well, I mean, Hasbro Series Three stands out to me the most just because of Hogan. Man, waited so long for Hogan. And uh, finally getting him was was awesome. I, this whole set is just awesome. I love it. Keith? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, really great set. It's the it, we've got one more uh, series four to talk about, where it's like kind of like the dark ages of of not knowing when these things came out. So when I think about these figures, it's just like that whole mystery of like, ooh, like learning in the store. That feeling that does not exist anymore. Really, right? Yeah. Everyone knows when stuff's coming out. You, you know, a year in advance what's coming out, so you're never surprised. But, you know, just the idea of, like, the feeling of walking into a store and finding something that you didn't know existed but you want really, really bad, like, that feeling, that that's what I think of when I think of yeah. these figures. It's an incredible, incredible feeling. And, um, you know, we're going to take this thing home, and uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback. Like, subscribe. Um, and we appreciate you for checking out the Time Blaster Toycast. We'll see you all down the road. Bye.